The BS Report is a free-flowing conversation that occasionally touches on mature subjects. The BS Report. The BS Report with Bill Simmons. Welcome to the BS Report. I'm doing this from a hotel phone in New York City. It's freezing here. Tuesday morning. It's really cold. Now I remember why I moved back to the West Coast. On the line, Cousin Sal, we're doing this a day late. Thanks for waiting 24 hours, Sal. Oh, I don't care. I, I thought it'd be hard for you. You're, you're the one who had a real nice chance to gloat for your New England Patriots, the number one team in the NFL. I know. I, I'm glad we didn't come on yesterday because I'm way too excited about this Patriots team. I'm way too confident, and I need to go back into the mode that this could end at any time, the moment some safety tries to take out Rob Gronkowski's knees. Yeah, but now, now you have – the best running back in the league. I, I thought it was a secret agreement between Belichick and the, and the rest of the league, but we'll turn the other cheek towards your cheating, but you must promise to never develop a running game in the Brady. Era. Right. I mean, that, that seemed like a good trade. It's like uh, Owen Wilson getting a nose job. It's not fair. It, it, you're already great. What are you going to do? But, we've never had a running back like this guy. We always, we've never had the little guy, the guy who's just kind of sneaks into the holes and, and, all of a sudden, he's seven yards past the line of scrimmage before you know what happened. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. It's like dating yeah. a new girl. Day. It's like dating, like if you've never dated a redhead before, and all of a sudden you're dating a redhead. It's like, wow, this is fun. <laughs> but now so, we know like Belichick is likely to bench the redhead for no reason. Like he, He's known for doing this stuff. Like He had a, a taste of LeGarrette Blount last year who uh, set all kinds of playoff records or something. Or was it was two years ago. I don't even remember. And yeah. then, then you didn't hear last from year. him again. So is he going to... Is he going to stick with him, or what is this going to be? Well, there's that subplot, but then there's also the subplot that somebody named Jonas Gray is about to decide five million fantasy leagues, right? <laughs> Absolutely. When did, when did people pick him up? Last week? I think two it was two ago. weeks ago. In our league, our friend Tony picked him up two weeks ago and dropped him, and then uh, right. he's now killing, scratching his eyes out for it. But how are you to know with any Patriots running back? But. Yeah, it's and, and we see this happen in fantasy every year. And this is one of the reasons I always threaten to quit fantasy, but I somehow never do. Like, yeah. it's going to be Jonas Gray and whoever just hoarded Josh Gordon for the last seven weeks, which you did in our league. Um, That's you right. give up Gronkowski for him, but um, it's, yeah, it's always the weirdos who end up deciding the league. Uh, right. I, we both did pretty well in, on a, uh, on week 11, except for, uh, I'm sure you did this too, throwing the Saints in the Superdome against Andy Dalton and knew a bunch of different parlays and teases. Turns out yes, that was a bad idea. Yeah, you figured, you know, the Saints aren't going to lose back-to-back at home and uh, Dalton coming off like a, a sub-zero quarterback rating the Thursday before against Cleveland. It, it all seemed to add up, but uh, it never adds up in the NFL. And I just, Denver, money line against against the Rams seemed good, but um, I think all in all we did well. We had the Chiefs, and we we nailed that Sunday night game. So, yeah, the two I liked the most were the Chiefs and the Pats. But um, I I, re- I centered my Friday column around Week 11s when weird stuff starts happening. So the weird mm-hmm. things in Week 11 were Andy Dalton winning in the Superdome, right, and and then the Rams only giving up seven points to the Broncos, which wasn't as crazy as it seems on paper if you actually watch the game because, you know, Sanders goes down, Julius Thomas goes down. They really miss Ronnie Hillman. I actually thought Ronnie Hillman was running the ball well for them. And that Rams defense isn't bad. We've talked about that. Like, 
they have good games. The Rams will have five good games this year, and that was one of the five games. Well, this is a whole Jonas Gray theory. Like, you know, C.J. Anderson was uh, gangbusters for the Broncos the week before, and then they just couldn't get anything running, and, and, and Peyton was off his game. And, yeah, guys went – I mean, they made a big deal out of Monty Ball. They've been without Monty Ball all year or for, like, the yeah. last month. And then, you know, Julius Thomas is great. And leads, I think he leads the league in touchdowns, but um, there are games where he'll go to the fourth quarter and they won't throw to him. We know that because we're always trying to figure out which Thomas is being thrown to for fantasy right. reasons. But um, – but uh, yeah, but the the Sanders thing was rough, and um, I don't know. I, it, it, it's uh, any chink in the armor with Peyton Manning. It's, it's a little scary that the, the Rams could beat them. And, and they did the thing that uh, Seattle did to them last year, that uh, the Patriots did to them to some degree this year, where you just keep everybody in front of you, and then you just hit the crap out of them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and uh, you know Welker. It saddens me to say I'm a, I'm an owner of a Welker jersey, yeah, uh, from way back when. But it, it just it turns out that 18 concussions is too many, and and he's not the same guy anymore. So to and it's bad because when Sanders went out, he was like the only one who would go over the middle, and you just you just cringe. You want to watch with a half an eye open the rest of the game. Right, but yeah. he needs to uh, he needs to 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 step to step down. I think. I think yeah. he's taking too many hits, and it bums, and it actually makes me sad when he goes over the middle. I um, think the NFL should offer him a settlement right now. He's like, look, <laughs> don't sue us. You obviously have the best case coming out of anybody, but uh, here's here's twenty five million dollars. Well, he has like three concussions we know about, but then another, God knows how many that we don't know about. Right. You know, and I always thought it was suspect when they let when the Patriots let him go because. Mm-hmm. Just didn't add up, but and they must have Belichick must have just felt like he had taken too many hits. But um, you know that's a really interesting game this weekend because it's uh, where is Dolphins it? Broncos home for the Dolphins. You and I both like this Dolphins team. Yeah, you've liked them I, all year. I I only recently started liking them, maybe four or five weeks ago. There was one game where I had, I guess it was when they when they just destroyed San Diego, right and it's a good team with a very good defense and with all these weapons missing for the Broncos, we haven't guessed that line yet, but that feels a little upset potential ish to me. Don't you think? Well, there, there are a few uh, in the two team teaser range that bring it back, back to almost zero. I don't want to give the line away that, that are going to be tripped up. You said week 11s could, could be messy. And it was, I think week 12 could be, just as much of a, a disaster for the gamblers, but well, let's let's go through everything and then uh, if we right. can talk about it as it goes along. Okay, Thursday night. First of all, the, we guess the lines. We haven't seen them ahead of time. Then I look and compare, and you're six, four, and one through uh, eleven weeks. And yeah. let's start with Thursday night. Casey at Oakland. And Raiders looking for their first win at home against the Chiefs. So on Sunday morning, I looked at all the division odds. One last time. The right. Broncos were minus 1,200 to win the AFC West. I think the Chiefs were like plus 700. Wow. And now they're tied, and the Broncos have to go to Kansas City. Yeah, um, that's right. Later in the season. We should we remember this for next year. We should look at those division odds next year because a couple of them really swung. Um, I think Arizona was even last week. I think I, I look at them all even. the time. I just never know what to do with them. I, I'm always looking at them. Yeah, Arizona was even, I think. But we both, thought that, we both thought Seattle was going to lose, and now right. Arizona has a three-game lead in that division. Yeah, they're still only minus 210. And, 
And then, yeah, some of the other notable Denver's minus 350, you talked about. And I mean, the Falcons two, three weeks ago were probably like minus or plus a thousand. And now well, that's the other thing we've been doing. We've been uh, crossing off teams, right? I think we were up to 11. We crossed off Atlanta. We added them back on a few times. I think, do we add any more to the cross off list teams that will not make, have no chance of making the playoffs? I think, I think Buffalo we, and the Giants were, were, uh, were not on our list, or maybe the Giants were. Yeah, Buffalo's on the list now. I think right. we use whiteout, and, and we make everyone in the NFC South eligible because it, it might be 6-10, and 10 might win. Like, Tampa's not out of that division somehow. No, no. Sometimes they look better than any team in that division. You watch them play, but... Well, you know how but, I'm keeping, uh, you know I'm keeping track of, like, legit wins versus either-or wins, things like that? Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Tampa's stats are surprisingly good. Like you look at the game, I'm going down and hold on. They, uh, they have one legit win. They have mm-hmm. three legit losses and they played six either or games. Right. So right. they're two and eight, but really they could be, they could be four and six. Pretty. They're like two plays away from being four and six. I think people remember the blowout games. The, the, the ones that right. they lost to Atlanta. They got killed 56, 21. Then they got blown out. Uh, Baltimore, Baltimore. Yeah. So that's what sticks out. But yeah, they're, they're when, when I look to pick them in our BSPN pool, like I, I always, I always seem to want to take them getting seven or eight or not or something. So, right. Well, now that yeah. this Mike Evans has uh, really blocked oh, yeah. you know, over 200 yards last week, but it seems like he's making a big play every game. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Lovey Smith. Now he's been there 10 weeks. It's, it's an interesting team. They have, they're at Chicago this week, home for Cincy, at Detroit, at Carolina, and then mm-hmm. home for Green Bay and New Orleans. So they could get to six wins. All winnable games, yeah. Except maybe Green Bay, but yeah. It looks I good. can't believe this Atlanta thing. On Sunday, Mike Mike Smith was they had on sportsbook.com they had next coach to be fired. Yeah. And he was the leader at plus two hundred. He had the bet the best odds were Mike Smith. And he's now still, he might be in the playoffs. No, oh, yeah, he's, he's, still, still, he's still leading. I think he's plus two fifty now, but I, I did look. He's still leading. He's still leading the way. Jesus, uh, I, I have. I'd like to say that I don't think this Raiders team is terrible. Okay, I wouldn't put them in the worst three, even though they've lost sixteen straight games. Um, <laughs> it just seems like every week they have they play a tough team. Yeah. They've somehow played the Patriots, Dolphins, Chargers, Cardinals, Seahawks, Broncos, and Chargers again. They, for it's a team a, that got swept by the Chargers, they seem to have their number this year. I, I don't know what right. that says, but they're, they're in there. They're good. And now yeah. they have this Chiefs game on Thursday night, but at least it's in Oakland. I'm going to say mm-hmm. Chiefs by nine and a half. All right, I hit this one exactly. It's seven and a half, and it's scary. Oh. It's a, it could be a letdown game. I'm not advising anyone to bet the Raiders, but if – they were ever going to sneak up on a team and steal their first win. Chiefs could still be hung over from that Seahawks game. Three day rest. Maybe that maybe this Chiefs week. Had, Chiefs had a huge, huge, huge win last yeah. Sunday, four days ago. And they have Denver coming up and Arizona. Their next right. two games after this are home for Denver at Arizona. So if this isn't a trap game, I don't know what's a trap game. Yeah, they could be looking ahead. But save your money either way. All right, yeah, we talked anyway. about a little bit Tampa Bay at Chicago. Kick things off Sunday. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find what I guessed. Oh, there it is. I had the Bears by five and a half. 
All right, you're going to get this. It was five and a half. It went to six, but I said four and a half. So you're uh, you're closer there. And, I like uh, that five for the Bucks. Yeah, I do Still too. Right. The Bears are the most infuriating team, right? You see Cutler hook up with Marshall and Jeffrey has a big game. It's like, hey, why doesn't this happen every game? Why is their offense stalled? They have like 10 points at half every game. This is that last week is how they probably should play. But, uh, but yeah. I think they should. I, if I were running the Bears, I would just have Cutler go back and just throw jump balls for four quarters. It would be it would yeah. be the equivalent of the early '90s video game offense. Just I like seven that. step drop, jump ball. It seems like it should be easier for him. I know the offensive lines had problems a little bit, but Forte catches more passes than anyone out of the backfield, and then you have like two stud receivers and Martellus Bennett. So yeah, they can't really block, but I agree with you. I would. I would go quick pace, just gun, run and gun, and, and go out swinging. Try to score forty yeah. points a game. What do I know? Uh, Detroit at New England, seven and three. At New England, eight and two. If, I, I feel pretty confident about this game. I don't like when I'm confident as a Patriot fan because the rug always gets pulled out. But 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 you've been confident. I don't think you've ever been confident three weeks in a row where, and they've, they've come through like that. And, and that's, that's where we are with you. Well, it's good. I'm in a good place. Cause I'm both confident and not confident because I feel like if Gronkowski is a hundred percent, we're the best team in the league. And the right. only team I'm afraid of is, is either the chiefs. Cause I think that Chiefs could run on us and I'm afraid of the Packers just because right. they're, they're ridiculous right now. But mm-hmm. Gronk, I mean, every Gronk pass, you just want him to get tackled and get up. And that's where yeah. we are. And it's like, everyone goes for his knees and his legs. And even that last touchdown he scored, like he just decided to jump in the air cause he knew the guys were going to go at his knees. So it, you know, it's, it, if we could just get two more months out of him, healthy i feel good about my team i think he's the most exciting player in football right now i think a couple of weeks no ago we, you, you asked me who the biggest weapon is and, and i agreed it was him he's also the biggest weapon i have a lot of complaints people said megatron and you know those guys are obviously all great but uh, talk about it's not even the play that gets me excited with gronkowski I, stiff arming guys with his left holding the ball on his right and then switching off stiff arming the guy with his right holding the ball on his left and then right. beating the crap out of a defender after the play like it's a fist fight on the sideline every every play it's great it's terrific. it really is he threw it's him out of the club so um I know. he the, the thing is he is the biggest weapon and it's not close because he can affect the game without having a we you know he can he had three catches midway through that third quarter, but we were running the ball down their throats because when we have him in as a blocker, the yeah. other team has to respect the pass. There's no other weapon like that in football. Are you we had a six de- man line, and they were expecting us to throw. Talk to any defensive coordinator, and they'll tell you double teaming a tight end is screws up a defense much more than double teaming a wide receiver. Figuring that out, so well, even when you play in video games, there's nothing scarier than when somebody has a pass catching tight end because you yeah, just don't know sure. what to do. It's like I can't bring my dudes up because that guy's going to run by him. Mm-hmm. So, and they've they've done a really nice job this year of just kind of you know, not forcing it to him, kind of, you know, letting the game kind of unfold. And then when they really need him, they use him. But, right. uh, what'd you have for a spread here? Detroit at New England. I have seven and a half for the Pats. Uh, I said seven and a half. Also, it was six. It went to seven. So we tie there. And, uh, so a little bit scary. I, I, you know, I know Detroit seven and three, but it seems like they haven't had a good win in over a month, you know? And, uh, 
it seems like Patriots should give no fewer than nine points at home. But it's weird that Detroit doesn't score. Mm-hmm. Like they had six points last week, twenty the week before. They had twenty-two in London against Atlanta in Week Eight, but they remember they went scoreless in the first half of that. Yeah, one. that was that was all fourth quarter. Like they quarter. scored twenty-four in Week Seven, and they came back to win that one against New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Seventeen against the Vikings, fourteen against the Bills, uh, twenty-four against the Jets, nineteen against the Packers, seven against the Panthers, and they had thirty-five in Week One. But the team just cannot get to twenty-four points. So yeah. With the way New England's scoring right now, if, they, if they're healthy, I, I think the Lions are going to be in trouble in that game unless they change what they're doing. They just want to shoot out. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland at Atlanta. Are You you, you were kind of on that Browns bandwagon a little bit. <laughs> I just wish their offense was a little more consistent, and I don't even think they should start Johnny Manziel yet, but... Oh man, weird, weird turnovers and, and overthrows. I mean, you don't want, you don't want Hoyer throwing 50 times a game. It's not, it's not a recipe for success. Well, 20 uh, for 50 is really awful. Yeah. That's about as low as you're going to get for 50 in the, with the current rules. If you throw 50 times to only complete 20 is impossible. Yeah. That's bad news. But as you said, Josh Gordon returns and, uh, well, I don't want to give you And that might be kind of underrated the Josh Gordon return. I, I mm-hmm. mean, I, I I think the so I have the Falcons by three and a half in this game. That might be too low. No, that's ex, that's exactly right. I said four, and it is three. Can you see Josh Gordon like going for two hundred ten yards and three touchdowns this weekend? Is sure. Against that crappy Atlanta team. I think that's a fair line. I mean, Cleveland's six yeah. and four in a better division than Atlanta, who's four and six. And by the way, Atlanta after these early afternoon games could be in first place alone. After we, you know, and they didn't, they went 53 days without winning a game. It's insane. Yeah. They lost to the, I mean, think about this now, four, five, six, seven, those weeks, they lost to the Vikings, the giants, the bears, and then they lost to the Ravens and lions. So that's mm-hmm. five straight. And then the lions game was stupid. They never should have lost that game by week. They beat the bucks by 10 came back to beat the Panthers last week by two. I have no yeah. idea if that team is even remotely half decent. I think they still I, suck would be my, opinion. I don't know what the, what their plans are for a Christmas gift for Graham Gano, but you know, he, he saved their season missing field goal and a, a long one at the end. But yeah, they're four and six. True. Well, and then here's the other thing. So they got, they have Arizona next week at green Bay home for Pittsburgh at new Orleans. And then they finish it, finish home against Carolina. But you know they put six and ten could that really could be the division. And what's the well, line for what's the line for Green Bday at Atlanta? Oh, for week eighteen is that fourteen and a half? That. It could be. It's definitely a double digit. I think. Have there been double digit road? I think Seattle. I think yeah. New Orleans gave Seattle nine. Was laying nine to Seattle when then uh, Marshawn Lynch go crazy. I thought is Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh at Tebow was ten and a half, wasn't it? Oh, that might have been. That might have been that, that high. That was one yeah. of my favorite bets I've ever made. Yeah, that was a good um, one. <laughs> you know, I think I think Packers at Atlanta is eleven and a half, twelve, thirteen. It's in that range. Green Bay, not even in first place in their division, minus four hundred to win the division, and four to one favorite to win the Super Bowl. But we'll get to them. Actually, let's mm-hmm. get to them now. Green Bay at Minnesota. 
Yeah. Did you take the Eagles or the Packers last week? I took the Packers, but just not nothing big, nothing great, just in the pools. But right, I took yeah. the Eagles and didn't realize how stupid it was until the game started. And I realized I had Mark Sanchez in Lambeau Field, and then I felt like a <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> He's a legend in Lambeau. What are you talking about? <laughs> I have the uh, Packers by eight and a half against the Vikings. I think that line is going to be too high. All right. Well, it's going to be even higher than you think. I had it exactly. It's ten. So they're taking no prisoners with this Packers team. I think Vegas has lost a bunch on Green Bay in the last couple of weeks. They're not screwing around. And no Adrian Peterson. That was a good thing about waiting one day. Um, we, we get the Adrian Peterson news. He, he looks like he won't be playing football this year. Is that definite? Yeah, it was announced today. I mean, I guess they can appeal, but um, the league has no, no plan to reinstate him before April, 2015. One more uh, tidbit on the Green Bay Minnesota game: home dogs of eight points or more are twenty-six and nine against the spread this year. So Minnesota fits into that category. Wait, home dogs of what? Home dogs getting eight or more points are twenty-six and nine against the spread. How have there been thirty-five home dogs getting eight I don't points? Even, I, I don't know if that's this year. That must date back to last year a little bit. Yeah, I mean, that's like, got to be like the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, but still, still. Yeah. Uh, that's like a trend. Uh, Jacksonville, Indianapolis. What's that? Good luck taking Minnesota in that game. Uh, I know. Wow. So the Colts, it looks like the Colts are the good, bad team. Yeah. Six and four. Jags one and nine. Like they, like this, I think, is one of the best picks of the week. I'm going to say Colts by nine and a half. I think they win by 30. Oh, boy. You, you might have been closer if you said 30. I said 13 and a half, and it's 14. Oh, wow. I was way off. Yeah. I thought they this would. Is, uh, so it's 14. It's 14. I thought they would downgrade uh, the Colts because the Bradshaw got hurt and they looked like crap last week. Well, and you don't want to give the Jags two weeks to prepare for anyone. They're on a bye from London. Yeah, that's it seemed high, but when, when the final score plays out, it'll make sense. So basically, it's just Trent Richardson running the ball with the lead. I, now I'm talking myself into the Jags. <laughs> well, the before you have 21, nothing running for a yard of pop. Let's ask you this. We take you Andrew, the giant luck this Sunday. You have the enviable task of going against the Jacksonville Jaguars at home in the Jaffa mosque in Altoona, Pennsylvania. Your thoughts. We're still, we're still licking our wounds after last week. Uh, it was just an, an incredible explosive performance by Tom Brady, the Patriots. We learned a lot from it, and we're going to go out this week and, and try to incorporate some of those lessons. <laughs> I'm really getting better at this, Andrew the Giant. You are getting better. He sounds really down in the dumps. I hope he can recover from that pass loss. By the way, Very we funny. own we own Andrew the Giant. I think I we've outscored them by like 100 points in three games. Oh, I thought you meant we own we're the like trade. The, we're the killer con to his Andrew the Giant. Oh, I like that. Thank you. <laughs> Jets at Buffalo. Oh. <laughs> I have yeah, the, the loser, Bills loser left town a long time ago, but <laughs> loser has to leave town again. <laughs> um, why wouldn't they start EJ Manuel in this game? Uh, I, they swear they're not going to. Kyle Orton's our man. God, he stinks. He's killed them this season. I don't know which way to go with that. 
I have a. It's just hard for me to believe that. You know, Ryan Mallett, I think the Pats only got like a seventh rounder for him. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how teams value these picks. Like, it seems like after the third round, it's a crapshoot. You have a 10% chance of getting somebody sure. unless it's like you take a guard or somebody like that. Right. Why wouldn't Ryan Mallett be worth like a fifth rounder? Like, the guy learned under Brady for four years. Mm-hmm. He has size. He has arm strength. Like, isn't that worth a fifth rounder to take the 15% chance he might be decent? Well, it seems like it was. I mean, what would you say a seventh round they got for him? I think it was a seventh rounder. Mm. It's a steal. Yeah. I mean, I'm not good. saying he's going to make seven Pro Bowls, but damn. I mean, when you look at how many crappy quarterbacks we got to watch every week, like that guy actually has potential. Well, I think uh, what you're saying, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're saying it's not always about the X's and O's. It's about the Jims and Joes. And I appreciate that. I really do. Thank you. Is that, is that what you're saying? Uh, the butler did it. Uh, <laughs> Bills by six. All right, I hit this one exactly. It's four and a half. You know, uh, for some reason they trust the Jets more than they trust the Bills at home. But I guess that's yeah. fair. Yeah, I'm looking at the the Jets. Their last, eh? Beat the Steelers. Legitimate loss to the Chiefs. Legitimate loss to the the Bills. Just beat them by twenty. Right, it's just such a stay away. They beat him in New York. Yeah, yeah, stay away, stay away, America. That's what that was. Uh, Vic's first game back, partially way, part yeah. of the way through. All right, Tennessee and Philadelphia. Titans showed some spunk yesterday, huh? Yeah, they choked though. That was a choke job. Mm-hmm. They had that game. They dropped I mean, a couple. They had one last drive there, and they just. Too bad. Mettenberger wasn't all touchdowns, but he had scored four times uh, through early in the third quarter. I was kind of impressed with their offense and they were running the ball, but yeah, they did choke it away. Um, After a pick six, you thought he was dead. I have, this is Eagles Titans, right? Eagles Titans. Eagles are home. Yeah. I had the Eagles by seven. Oh, wow. You're going low here, Billy. I said 10 and it's 11. That's a ludicrous line. Well, let me just I don't agree with that the, line at all. The Eagles, the Eagles can't block. That should matter in the big scheme of things. Maybe so, but they're three and zero against the spread after losing by seventy five or more points the week before. <laughs> so you have to take that into account. Yeah, should Mark Sanchez you, should Mark Sanchez be favored by eleven points over anybody? Double digits? No, I don't think so. That's a stupid that is line. High. That is high. Oh, this but is, if Pittsburgh this is, had won by if Pittsburgh had won by ten, would you still think it was high? This has all the makings of the Wonk Week. I don't this think Week a, Eleven was an official Wonk Week. It only had two weird games. I think the Titans would have had to beat Pittsburgh yesterday. This one has you have the Raiders, Chiefs, you have the Vikings, Packers, Jags, Colts, Washington, yep. San Francisco, Dolphins, Broncos, Rams, Chargers, Bucks, Bears. There's a lot of live dogs this week. I think you don't you don't want to say it, but Patriots Lions could be another Stop one. It. But well, if Gronk goes down, yeah, you're right. If you I'm, there's there's double digit favorites, or the, one of them I think is going to lose for sure. You mentioned San Francisco. We'll get to later. Uh, Tennessee. Maybe we Philly. do the thing we've done this before and it worked. Maybe we do the thing where we just bet a hundred dollars on each money line underdog. Yeah. 
and you try to hit two or three of them. hundred dollars. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll try to find it. <laughs> I think you left at the blackjack table the other night. We were in Vegas. We had a fun time. <laughs> too much it was alcohol. About as fun, I think it was about as fun of a one night trip to Vegas as you could have with, with uh, wives there. Maybe. I don't know. It's like a, well, especially because we broke off for them. Right. Yeah. The, right. the biggest revelation of the of the uh, Friday night was that Adam Carolla thinks John Hyatt is a better songwriter than Bruce Springsteen. I swear <laughs> to God, this was argued at the dinner table for forty five solid minutes. I don't even know. I thought he was talking about John Waite, the guy who sings "Change" and uh, "Missing You." Change. It, I didn't even know. I didn't realize he was talking about John Hyatt. It was I all of us were just confused. I know he was talking about Bray Wyatt, the uh, the uh, ultra heel in the WWE. But, John Wyatt, is there's a new member of the Wyatt family? No, no, John we should, Hyatt. <laughs> we should give some backup stories. Adam's wife is uh, obsessed with Bruce Springsteen, and we'll follow him. Uh, on a moment's notice, we'll take off and go see him, like in, in New York or Jersey or anywhere. And, uh, and, she, and, and host Adam. the podcast, the 10th Avenue podcast, which I'm going right. on soon, where That's she right. talks to yeah. other people who love Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> and this drives Adam crazy and he's forced to make um, ludicrous statements like John Hyatt or Wyatt is a better songwriter than uh, Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> well, it's, he judges his, his Bruce songwriting argument by the fact that Thunder Road is admittedly, you know, it's not the, not the greatest written song. It's, it's got, it's loaded right. with cliches. I'm not going to totally defend Thunder Road. I think for it is what it is, but uh-huh. He's also had a ton of really well-written songs. Of course, yeah. And the Tunnel of Love album, I still stand by as as, as being phenomenally written. But um, but it was just he just he, as you said, his wife loves Springsteen and it bugs him, and he just looks for ways to undermine Springsteen. But we we argued about this for an hour. This is an, entire, an hour-long ar- dinner argument. Carol is famous for that. He'll like latch on to like a one song that he doesn't like, like. Yeah, they'll take the Eagles and they'll be like, Witchy Woman? You think Witchy Woman's a good song? And then 40 minutes later, you're still talking about Witchy Woman. Like, all right, right. I, I used to like the Eagles. Now I guess I don't like the Eagles because they're Witchy Woman. I don't know what, what just happened. <laughs> well, one yeah. of his best theories is that we should, like America should just stop collectively playing certain songs that have been overplayed. I do stand by that theory. Yeah. Where it's like, uh, you know, American Pie by Don McLean just needs to go away. Like songs like that. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was, so we ended up at a, at a blackjack table and we did a, we did a couple fireball shots for, for mm-hmm. some reason and, uh, <laughs> you disappeared. I was about to go on a run and I just had to go to bed. I, my body started to shut down. It's embarrassing. Yeah. The it's not kind of Vegas. I know, but we were at the table for a good three hours. And to me, like, I don't even care to make money. I just want to get to a point where we can make fun of uh, the dealer and he laughs and we laugh and that's it. You know. Yeah, and I got to do my – we went on one run at one point. I got to do the thing where I yell at the pit boss to turn the overhead camera on, which is one of my favorite oh, right. project traditions. They never know what yeah, to do yeah. when you do that. They turn right. it on. Turn it on right now. Something's going on at this table. <laughs> I like when I'm leaving the table with like $60, and I ask the pit boss to have security escort me to the room. <laughs> Their face is priceless. They don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, I really but, uh, love blackjack. It's fun. Um, Cincinnati and Houston. Mm. I'm really off the summit. I have a a decent game. Texans by two. 
Uh, you're going to get this. I, I was way off on this. I said Bengals by two, and it's Texans by one and a half. So this is that's yours. Four. So after the early games, I'm up six to four. But did we did we write off this Bengals team a little too early? Like I, I don't understand what happened in that game in New Orleans. Talk about a team should, should score points. It's we like did. We wrote them off too early. I, I assumed they would lose in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So yeah, here's what they have left at Houston. At Tampa, home for Pitt, at Cleveland, Denver Monday night, at home, and then at Pittsburgh. They're home they're, for the Denver game? They're home for the Denver game. So they're 6-3-1. and one. Now, if they go 9-6-1, and one, they're not going to win the division. But if they That's go 10-5-1, they're going to win the division. You think 9-6-1 and one might not win it, huh? I think somebody goes 10-6 and six in that division. So Baltimore would have to go 4-2 and two the rest of the way. That's happening. Pittsburgh. Pencil that in. Right. Interesting. So they may have to sweep Pittsburgh or something like that. The Bengals can only lose two more times, in my opinion. Interesting. All right. Well, we may cross them off after this week. All right. Late afternoon, Cardinals at Seahawks. Nine and one Cardinals, six and four Seahawks. And somehow the NFC West could be wrapped up after week 12. It's amazing. Right? I. This line, it's like a four-point swing that wouldn't surprise me. I have the Seahawks by five and a half. Um, what happens? We split this one. I said six and a half, and it's six. Wow, oh, that's what I had originally. I changed it. Do you want to? Um, you don't. You wouldn't bet Seattle here, though, right? Or do you like them? I don't think Seattle's very good. I, I say that with all due respect to the phenomenal yeah. run they had last year. Um, I thought they were a great Super Bowl champion. I loved what they did in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're very good. I, I don't. They don't have anyone who can make a play other than Marshawn Lynch or Russell Wilson scrambling. But when you don't have, you don't have receivers who can get open. You look at that Chiefs game. They had three different fourth downs that they blew, you know? And you know, and that we, game, I don't even think should have been as close as it was. There were two no, weird fumbles. There was bad spots, even though they reversed one spot. There was another bad spot. There was a weird third down pass interference call that, you know, killed the momentum. But yeah, so I agree. I don't think the Seahawks are as good as everyone wants them to be. And this Arizona team is scary all of a sudden. It's like they wear the all reds and, you know, you have Stanton yeah. throwing to eight different receivers slash running backs and their defense is, they've had injuries, but they're solid all around. This is a scary, like I know as Patriots, you'd probably rather play Arizona in the Super Bowl in Arizona than green Bay. But you may, you may think twice about that. And this is, this is a scary team again. Well, you're preaching to the choir in Arizona. I've been, I've been backing them week after week. I, they remind me a lot of the Royals that Mm -hmm. we almost won a lot of money on where if it gets to the fourth quarter with the Royals, it was if they can get to the seventh inning, they're going to win. And the right. Cardinals, it's like, if they can just get to the fourth quarter, they're going to win. Like their defense just shuts down. They don't make mistakes. And if they're up by a touchdown in the fourth quarter, they're not giving it up. And if anything, they're going to go the other way and they'll score the touchdown themselves. Mm-hmm. I like that team. I think they're, I think they're exceptionally well coached. They have not given up a hundred yard rusher in 20 games. It's astounding. When you faced Marshawn Lynch twice and Frank Gore and all these other uh, great morning teams. But I was talking about them with my buddy Gus on Sunday night and uh, I like Drew Stanton, everybody that's down to the reason everybody thinks they're not going to make it. Mm-hmm. But if you actually watch him play, 
he's the type of guy that you can get away with if you have a really good team because he throws a good deep ball. You know, he's going to sure. connect on two deep balls a game, which is really all you want from him. You want him to not mm-hmm. make mistakes, and you want him to at least challenge the defense and throw deep. And right. he can do that. I, th- I think he's confident at that. He's good. And, you know, it's funny. You say, I woke up this morning, and I almost had a heart attack. I saw the ESPN. It was a headline on the on the ESPN.com, Stanton $325 million deal includes early opt-out. I said, what oh, the no. hell? What are the Cardinals doing? They've gone insane. You but believe obviously. that? Wow, you believe that for a second. <laughs> well, I was still blurry, but it was Giancarlo Stanton, obviously. That's great. Yeah. Uh, all right, another uh, late afternoon game, St. Louis at San Diego. Last thing in that Seattle game. Go ahead. That, that crowd needs to win that game. And I don't know if that crowd is the same crowd that it was two, three years ago. I think yeah, it's interesting. I wrote about that in a column, got some good emails about it. And, you know, it's like what happens everywhere else. We have these great fans, but then the team starts winning and some of those fans get priced out. Right. Um, also, they have what they sell watered down beer, which I think is interesting. But oh, um, yeah. this is a game that their fans need to beat Drew Stanton. That's what needs to happen in this game. They need to they need to absolutely go crazy every time the Cardinals are on offense. So what do you so if the line is eleven and a half man, do you bet over or under? Does a twelfth man show up? I go under. I think I, I don't think I, I don't think that uh I think this Cardinals team is really good. I don't think they're gonna care. Wow. That'd be they're something. gonna run the ball, they're gonna make a couple big passes and and Wilson's not going to be able to throw on him. So this has mm-hmm. to be a beast mode game. This is the most fascinating game in a while because God. if the Seahawks lose, they're out. They're they're done for the season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't count on it. Like, is it possible like the Seahawks and Saints could lose a total of five or six home games this year? So yeah. that'd be something. It's just like, I haven't, I've watched a lot of Seahawks this year. I do not come away from their games thinking that they look good. Even the no. Giants game that they ended up turning on the Jets in the second half, but I watched right. that whole game. Like the first half, they looked terrible. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, they're deep, you know they lost some key defensive players. They Chancellor did. Maxwell always bagged up. So uh, St. Louis at San Diego. Yeah, you can lose too many guys. Uh, I like the Rams in this game. I have the Chargers by seven. God, this is. Uh, I said six, and it's five and a half. Oh and wow. It's just, it's a team you don't want to bet against and the team you don't want to bet bet at home. San Diego. It just seems weird. It seems like everyone's going to take the Rams here. The Four problem is that the Chargers have had too many injuries. Mm-hmm. You can pass the we always talk about this. You can pass the point of no return. I think they when they lost the uh the cornerback, that was I think that might have been the point of no return. Right. And they haven't played they haven't played a really good game since week five against the Jets. That was the last time they looked really good in the game. Yeah, they. they and then you look back at you look back at all their wins this year. The best win they have is uh, when they beat the Seahawks. That so you the think they're two. maybe not? They're six and four, ten and six. I, get your wild card in the AFC. I I don't see it. I I actually think they could go like seven and nine. Because mm-hmm. they wow. like they're, after this, they're at Baltimore, home for New England, home for Denver, at San Francisco, at KC. Oh, yeah. they, they could drop off five of those. Oh, that's a bad, that's a bad slate. I didn't realize it was that bad. Yeah. I'm, wow. They're a borderline cross off to me. I love the chargers. I had them going into the season as, as a, 
as a possible AFC champion. Oh, yeah. I think I they lost many guys. Miami at Denver, another team we had. Uh, this is the biggest game of Ryan Tannehill's career. He can win this game. This is not a gimme for the Broncos. Not uh, a normally gimme. you want them, you know, after they lost to the Patriots, you, you, whatever, they played the Raiders and you knew they would they would come out crushing. But um, this is not a typical pissed off Peyton Manning game. And the recipe is now out for how to at least stymie them a little bit. I had the Broncos mm-hmm. by eight and a half. All right. I said nine and it's seven and a half. So you get wow. it. So Vegas agrees. So we might not have Emmanuel Sanders in this game, which is huge. Right. We definitely won't have Julius Thomas, right? Mm-hmm. I think. No running uh, Hillman. Is Thomas out for sure? I know it was his ankle. Was he'll be limping around at least. Yeah. The one way that the Broncos, their defense could win this game. They could just mm-hmm. harass Tannehill, but I think that the offense are good. I, I like this offense team. I think they could win this. This could be a close game. Boy, I, I want so badly to go Denver, New England on a two team teaser. But Don't. I'm not allowing that, you. That's a loss, right? Or KC or one, Don't of, those, do like it. Two, no. one of those three. Loses. No. I'm not going to do it. This, is, All this, right. feel, this week feels very underdoggy. All right, maybe we do this one. Washington at San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And the Niners by nine and a half. All right, you get it. You're making things interesting here. It's uh, nine. I said 11. The spread is nine. Mm. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven to eight. Eight to seven, I lead going into the Sunday night game. I, yeah, San Francisco, Alden Smith might make all the difference. For, I mean, they, they tried so hard to blow that cover against the Giants. Oh, my God. They I just know. couldn't get it. They oh, God. Couldn't get it they really went after it. Yep. Is Kaepernick, it. is there a worse quarterback to gamble on than Kaepernick? It's not fun to watch him. Is there, <laughs> is there a single play where you feel safe with that guy? I feel like every nah. time he goes back to pass, I'm either going to win or lose the game. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Crabtree could look like a monster wide open or like uh, they'll throw to him in triple coverage or it's uh, – and I don't know. I don't think they know their offensive game plan. No, I don't, I don't – it's unclear if they have one. But right. I'll tell you this much. The schedule broke really nicely for them because – Yeah, it did. Uh, Washington this week, Seattle at home next week. And I think – is that a Thursday night game? I think it is. Which one? The, the San, Seattle at San Francisco. I think that's, a, that's Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah, that's Thanksgiving. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. an unbelievable spot for them, especially catching Seattle after that Arizona game. Mm-hmm. Um, at Oakland, winnable. At Seattle, Seattle at that point, you know, might that that team might be swooning. Then right. San Diego at home, week sixteen, and then week seventeen. Home for Arizona. Arizona might, might be the one seed. They might have clinched everything by then. Wow. That might be a just start the scrubs game. So, yeah. I think your Cowboys should be nervous. Well, back with my Cowboys for a second. Screw you, Washington, for ju- just getting up for the Cowboys game. Once again, the only game you get up for all year. The disgraceful performance against the Buccaneers. Like, just, I, I spent half the afternoon Sunday saying, how did we lose to this team? I know. That's the Angus. NFL, though, right? Every team wins one game they shouldn't win. Like, how did the Titans right. kill the Chiefs? Yeah, that was week one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Weird. All right. All right uh, two more. And there it is. Sunday at Dallas at Giants. Sunday night. Well, 
I know Eli's record against the spread after he's thrown five interceptions in, in a game <laughs> is 36-3. and three. Nice. Wow. Where did you get that? Yeah, I made that up. Has anyone had more five interception and four interception games than Eli Manning? Has anyone looked that up? This is going to sound stupid, but I think that's how he gets up for the Cowboys games. (laughs) He purposely goes out there and throws five interceptions. And now watch. He's going to be Joe Montana Sunday night. If he tries to get him out of his system. Yeah, that's it. God. I mean, not all five were his fault, but you can kind of see it when he doesn't have it. Yeah. I have a, it's either three or three and a half. And I, I'm, I'm going to tell say, you, you're right. You're right. It's either three or three and a half. So concentrate. I'm going to say Cowboys by three. All right. I said three also, and it is three and a half. Ah, so we tie. It should be three. <laughs> this is going to come. This is going to be a stupid game. And then we'll end up at three. I don't know. Maybe Bailey will bail us out once again. But uh, my dad was game. my dad was very upset that I compared him to Tom Coughlin in my Friday call. Oh, he didn't like that. <laughs> Sent me a text that was like half joking, but I think half his feelings were hurt, and I felt bad. <laughs> That's great. He's like, oh, "How yeah. am I, Tom Coughlin?" <laughs> I he's more of a Tom Bosley, I think. He's an <laughs> all American dad. <laughs> now who's got let me just ask you who's got the whose next two games are most important one of them being on thanksgiving for both seattle has arizona and then san francisco on thanksgiving that's a four-day stretch i think they kind of have to win both and dallas has the giants and then on thanksgiving home against philly i think they have to win both yeah but your games are much easier the giants think all right your games are much easier the, but we're giving the cowboys have Seattle's given six. But they they have a red-hot Cardinals team, and then they have to go. They have to win the San Francisco game. Mm -hmm. They could probably blow the Cardinals game, but they can't blow the Niners game. And they have to win. They have to win next week. But that'll be for a wild card, yeah. But but how about this? If If they blow that Cardinals game, then they're going into San Francisco on a Thursday, like with their whole season on the line. That's their biggest rival. I don't think the Niners blow that game. No, probably not. It's going to be good. It's getting good, Billy. All right, Monday night, Baltimore, New Orleans. This game means nothing to you because I am up 9-8, to eight and I picked this one exactly right. Uh, hate cheater. to kill the drama. Yeah. This, is a, this is a loser leaves town match. You think so, huh? No, I don't. I just felt like you like You like Baltimore to win the division, I thought. I think Baltimore screwed if they lose this game, but I, the Saints, nobody, everyone's, everyone gets to stay into the town until week 17 in the NFC South. Right. I have That's Saints by Saints by four. I said three and a half and it is three and a half. And I don't know how you could take them anymore at home against a good team. I, I just, just want to say know. that I changed, I changed two picks from the right answer to the wrong answer as we're oh, doing that. And, and I feel I hate myself right now. But you know what? You played, you played the game legitimately for once all year and it, uh, bit I, in the ass. I'm sorry. I resent that comment a lot. <laughs> um, all right. So plug some stuff. All right. Jimmy Kim alive tonight, Jason Bateman and Courtney love. Uh, and we reveal people's sexiest man alive on our show. I think it's podcast show. I'm betting them get short odds for that, but, uh, certainly, uh, uh, high Jamie up Fox, there. right. Jamie hey. Fox, uh, 
music from the new basement tapes and one direction later in the week and grantland uh my thursday column you should be please fade my thursday night prop picks they're they're awful but um what is not awful my sports center picks two and one last week 70 percent with my best bets we both love the chiefs we both love the colts pats over and you love the uh Largest lead. That's a hidden gem. The largest lead over 13 and a half points in the Pats uh, Colts. That was, that was pretty easy. Came early. Yeah. It seems like it, I bet that's hitting 90% of the Colts games, right? They either blow yeah. somebody out or they're way down and they come back or they don't come back. But it seems By like the, way, the over just, just I'm going to caution gamblers. If you've lost money on Sunday, but these, these night games go over at an astounding rate. Like, and especially when the Thursday night game goes under, it was Bengals Browns. The Sunday yeah. night game is going Sunday night or Monday night is going over, and you could you could bet your house on it. There's no no way it's not going over. Yeah. I think only one Sunday night game didn't go over Giants Eagles. That's that. And and as I told everybody in the podcast three weeks ago or two weeks ago, the Celtics over is the greatest bet in sports. I I don't know if Vegas has finally caught on, but every game they play is in the one ten. I know. I know you should keep quiet about that because they will adjust. Someone's going to hear this. I think they already adjusted. But I told, listen, I told you, America, I gave it out to you. And if you didn't listen to me, it wasn't my fault. There Uh, you go. Because good job by you. We will talk to you on Monday and uh, we'll be back in the BS report with a very special guest. I don't want to give it away, but a very, very, a bucket list guest that uh, we're recording today. Oh, so stay tuned it's, on for that our dealer? it's on our blackjack dealer from Friday. No, it's not our blackjack dealer, but it is it's somebody uh, on the bucket list will be recorded this week. Very excited about it. Uh, Sal, good job by you. Good job by you, Billy. Thank you for downloading the BS report with Bill Simmons. Too much fun. Check out more podcasts at the iTunes Music Store or at Pod Center at ESPNRadio.com. Peace out.